good, everybody? I am the coach, and welcome into the Early Edge, powered by Sportsline. We have every single sport covered. We are locked and loaded, and we're doing eight different episodes. NFL Futures, this episode, we're focusing on the AFC West, which houses what many believe will be the Super Bowl representative, the Kansas City Chiefs. They made it the last two years. we got a lot to talk about. We've got season totals. We have player props. Let's bring in all the stars of the show, and look at this. And I'm going to bring in from fantasy football today first, senior writer, Dave Richard. Welcome again to the Early Edge. What's up, Coach? Good to talk with everybody. This is a division that has some interesting teams in it, but one that I don't think will have the Super Bowl participant in it. Oh, okay. Very good. Very good. Now, RJ, I know you're his boss, technically. He clearly didn't know I was a Chiefs fan, so you and I need to talk off camera when this <laughs> is all. We need to deal with Dave. RJ, welcome to the show. Sounds like he's going to pump up bills here. If he's not taking a team in this division to make the Super Bowl, maybe he's going to take my bills and try to earn some brownie points. How's it going? Yeah, we're we're good. We're good. Uh, Alex at Prop Stars on the Twitter. How are you, sir? I'm doing great, coach. How are you? I'm awesome. Can't wait for your props coming up on the show. And of course, he's our anchor. He's our leader. He's the man, the maestro. Hello, sir. Hello. I love just being surrounded by all this knowledge. Let's do it. I tell people all the time, I have learned so much in the last eight months, but this is our first full NFL season. We didn't start the show until December last year. So this is very exciting to get everybody under the same roof and dominate in this space. So let's jump right in. Last year, Kansas City Chiefs 14-2, and the only team that got into double digits as far as wins are concerned in this division. So let's start with season win totals and let's start with the best team. Maestro, you're on the Chiefs. Yeah, this looks a little chalky, uh, a little obvious, but you know, that's way the way the money is coming in. It was plus money, but now it's minus 110 to go over 12 and a half with the Chiefs. I got a quick trivia question. Who's the only team that's gone over their win total eight straight years? It's the Chiefs. It's Andy Reid. It's not, it's basically unprecedented the way they have shattered every win total. You get an extra game, you get the NFC East. We all saw the Super Bowl and how they couldn't block the Buccaneers. Well, what did they do? Orlando Brown, Joe Tooney, they draft Creed Humphrey, Trey Smith. That was the major area. They addressed it. Uh, they're going to be favored in every game except for week two at Baltimore, which I believe is a pick them right now. They can lose four times and we can still cash this bet over 12 and a half. It's, uh, people are going to see 12 and a half. I think that's a big number, but we, I think people that have been betting season win totals, you know, a long time, like we have need to re- adjust our expectations because 12, that 17 game, 12 and a half, it kind of isn't the, what it used to be. You know, when you see that 12 and then 11 and a half come up, it's, it's 12 and a half building off there. Um, I don't, I think Larry had a line about have playing 20 games in the lions, not making his, uh, not, not making hit the over under a few, you know, in our earlier episode, I'm that same way with the Broncos the numbers eight and a half right now. And uh, I think they go under it. I think they might go well under it. I hope you're able to get it at under nine like I did, but I think it's still playable at eight and a half at plus money. It's plus 110. Major addition on offense is moving to Teddy Bridgewater at quarterback. And I think he's better than Locke. I don't think he's a difference maker. I think he's kind of the straw that stirs the drink rather than somebody that's going to come in and get you wins. Defense should be better with Von Miller healthy. There's 25th in points allowed. The offense was 28th in points scored. So it's a long way to average on both sides of the ball. I don't, I don't care how healthy you get. And, uh, you know, the, uh, the, I don't think you're going to bounce back that much. So I also don't mind the alt line of under seven and a half at plus 210. I know we're going to talk a little alt lines with another team here in a second, um, but under eight and a half wins um, seems to be going against the grain a bit. I, I think a lot of people are positive on the Broncos this year. Not me. I think it's going to be tough for them in this division. So under eight and a half. Well, I'm going to go with another under, and I think we're 
a lot of us are going to agree on this, and that's the Las Vegas Raiders. Under seven wins, it's even money. You know, they were decent last season, but they had a great O-line, and Derek Carr had his best season behind that O-line, and that was the backbone of their team. And that O-line is not there anymore. Rodney Hudson is gone. Trent Brown is gone. And Alex Leatherwood, I mean, from Alabama, has looked shaky uh, so far. I mean, I'm not going to say he's a bust or anything, but he has not look good. He does not know where to block and he's gotten stood up in the run game. So I think that is going to be a major issue for a team that gave up 30 points a game for a team that did add Ngakwe. But what else did they do on defense? So under seven, and I kind of disagree with RJ because I think the Broncos are solid. I think it's a very good division when you look at the Chargers, Chiefs, Broncos. So under seven for me. Yeah, but the Raiders aren't that good in the division. So I'm with you, Larry. I think they go under seven wins. Worst case scenario on the bet, they finish seven and 10 and you get your money back at the window. That's not that it's not the end of the world. It's not what we want. And it's certainly not what I want when I think the alternate line of the Raiders under six wins pays you plus 220. Look, you didn't really talk about it enough, Larry. That defense is atrocious. The pass rush is a massive question mark. The secondary has holes throughout. I don't know how they're going to be able to contain anybody on their schedule. Not only do they play against the AFC West, and there's a lot of firepower in the AFC West, but they're also going up against the AFC North. There's a lot of firepower in the AFC North. NFC East has a couple of good offenses, including Dallas. Plus, they take on the Colts. I think their offense could be pretty good. And Miami's offense. We talked about that in an earlier podcast with the AFC East. They might not be bad. I have a hard time finding five wins for the Las Vegas Raiders this year. You can get under six at plus 220. Dave, you are the first person in the history of the early edge that has ever said Larry did not talk enough. First one ever. First one ever. <laughs> I'm messing. I'm messing. All right, let's change gears now to player props, and that's why we bring Alex in. He really finds things that, quite frankly, the rest of us just do not see. You've got three-fourths. The floor is yours, sir. Yep. So I've got three that I love coach starting with Clyde Edwards Hilaire over 875 and a half rushing yards. Clyde rushed for 803 yards in his rookie season, despite only appearing in 13 games. And that was with Le'Veon Bell and Darwin Thompson combining for 90 rushing attempts who are both no longer on the chiefs roster. I also love how running back friendly Andy Reid offenses are from a historical standpoint. In 13 of the last 17 seasons, Andy Reid offenses have produced a top 10 fantasy running back. I expect that trend to continue again this year as the Chiefs have arguably the most talented offense in the NFL. Very little running back depth behind Clyde on the depth chart. Larry pointed out that the Chiefs made it a real priority to add a bunch of um, offensive line upgrades over the offseason, acquiring Orlando Brown Jr., uh, Joe Tooney. They also added Austin Blythe, Kyle Long for depth, multiple draft picks. Um, I also expect Kansas City to be playing with quite a few leads, which should provide plenty of positive game scripts. And lastly, if you're looking at ways to endear yourself to the coaching staff, Clyde did not fumble one time in his rookie season, which I personally love. Next prop that I've got is Darren Waller. Over 1,050 and a half receiving yards. Waller is coming off back-to-back seasons where he had at least 1,100 receiving yards. He ultimately finished just four yards shy of 1,200 yards in 2020. Had a whopping 146 targets in the process. The Raiders did very little to upgrade their pass catchers in the offseason outside of signing veterans Willie Sneed and John Brown. John Brown was actually just cut by Oakland a few days ago. 
I just expect Derek Carr's favorite target to once again be in line for an absolutely huge target share. I think 1,050 is a certainly obtainable for the all-pro tight end. My final prop that I have that I love is Jerry Judy, over 900 receiving yards. Judy's coming off a solid rookie campaign where he finished with 856 receiving yards. He's a very precise route runner. He really excels at creating separation from opposing defensive backs. There have been multiple reports out of Denver that Cortland Sutton has struggled to regain his pre-injury form after suffering an ACL tear last September. This could and should lead to Judy becoming the number one receiver on the Broncos. I also feel that uh, Judy's skill set really meshes a lot with the Broncos starting quarterback Teddy Bridgewater, who recently won the job over Drew Locke. Teddy isn't known for having a big arm like Locke, but Teddy has proven to be a much more accurate passer, which pairs really well with Judy's separation skills. Oh. I love everything that you just said about Jerry Judy. And you see it in the preseason. There was a game against Seattle. He torched Seattle's cornerbacks. And it wasn't their second string and third string cornerbacks. It was their starting cornerbacks. Both of them. He crushed them. And it was Bridgewater who was throwing a lot of passes in that game. Bridgewater with an on-target rate over 80% each of the last two years. And last year, Jerry Judy saw more than 40% of his targets uncatchable. Which brings me to this prop, gentlemen. Jerry Judy to lead the NFL in receiving. And I know that sounds crazy because he had 1,500 drops last year, whatever, but he's not going to have drops this year. He's going to get a lot of targets this year. And the price is unreal. Plus 8,000. Wow. 80 to one. 80 to one on Jerry Judy to lead the NFL in receiving yards. Is it a dark horse? Absolutely. It is not a favorite at all. But I think those odds are way too high for someone of Judy's caliber. A couple of things could shake the right way there. Alex talked about Cortland Sutton. I think Sutton actually looked okay this preseason, but I don't think he's going to be the number one guy. Noah Fant's been on and off the field. I don't know how much the Broncos really like him. I think they love Judy. I think Bridgewater loves Judy, and I agree that they will connect quite a bit. And this is a prop that is absolutely worth spending a little bit of money on just in case Judy has himself a sensational second season. See, Larry, that's how you become a legend. 80 to one. He's coming in here with 80 to one on this episode. Love it. And I actually love that, that value too. I added Dave's uh, tiers article and, and briefly that he had Judy, I think it's a tier four receiver up in that group of uh, yep. guys like Godwin and love Lockett. Him. I think it was, and uh, I dropped down a little bit, I think in the, in the latest update, but still loves him. Yeah, I think he's higher than anyone on, in the fantasy community on Judy. And I love it too. Uh, my first prop, I'm going Josh Jacobs under 10, 1,025 and a half rushing yards. He barely got his number last year. And his number two running back was Devontae Booker. Now Kenyon Dre comes in. He rushed for 955 yards and 10 touchdowns last year in Arizona. And I think his presence will allow for more even timeshare. I don't know that Jacobs tops 250 carries. He had 270 something last year. So he'll need volume to reach his number because, you know, as uh, the guys talked about earlier, the Raiders O-line probably isn't great. And I don't know that defense is going to have to respect the pass game outside of Waller. Waller's going to get his, but but those other guys, I don't know that you do much with those. So see a lot of avenues to cash this under between those factors in potential injury, Drake playing a lot on pass downs when the Raiders are behind ineffective O-line. I mean, you name it. So Jacob's under uh, 10, 25 and a half is my first one. Second one, we're going over on Keenan Allen's uh, receiving yards at 10, 50 and a half. Uh, only 992 yards last year, but that's low for him. Missed two games, barely played in two others. Averaged about 71 yards per game when he did play. Close to his average over the last few years when he was racking up nearly 1,200 yards per season. I think the only thing to worry about here is that his yards per target dropped sharply. 
I'm not sure that's a reliable predictor. New offensive coordinator, Herbert continuing to develop. Maybe he goes downfield a little bit more here. Chargers don't have a ton of depth at receiver, so Allen's still going to get a high target totals, be relied on on that offense. Uh, so with 17 games, 10, 50 and a half just seems like a laughably low number to me. I think he's going to get to that 1,200 range. RJ, I'm going to give you a little nugget that you didn't even know was coming that's going to back you up so well. So one of my best friends, Phil McKagan, he was the wide receivers coach for the Chargers the last couple of years. Uh, been one of my best friends for years and years and years. And he told me last year, he said, if Justin Herbert is as good as we think he's going to be, Keenan Allen will be the most productive wide receiver in the NFL. And I think we saw how good Herbert was last year. So this, he should fly by this total, probably week 12 or 13, I believe. Uh, I love it. I absolutely love it. All right. We're up against it. Grab your paper, grab your pencil. Here is the recap. Alex is on Clyde Edwards. Alaire. You talk about endearing yourself that endears yourself to this guy right here. Then Darren Waller. If you people at home don't know who this dude is a beast over 10, 15 and a half receiving yards, Jerry Judy over 900 receiving yards for the Broncos. Then Dave, he's on the Raiders under seven wins and the alternate line. He's cool with two, six wins, a plus 220. Then the NFL receiving yards leader plus 8,000. Here at the show day, we say this. We say maybe a little sprinkle it's worth. And I believe this is worth definitely a sprinkle. Then RJ, Broncos under eight and a half wins. Josh Jacobs under 10, 25 and a half uh, rushing yards. And Keenan Allen over 10, 50 and a half receiving yards. And the maestro, he's on the Chiefs over wins. And Raiders under seven wins. Get your plays in. Now, if you listen to us with your money management, we built up your bankroll the last three months just for this. You've got your marching orders. Let's take all of these AFC West tickets straight to the pay window. For Dave Richard, for RJ, for Alex, for the maestro, for the jeweler, I am the coach. You better watch all eight of these or else you're going to be costing yourself money. Tell your friends. It's the early edge. Good luck. Good luck.